Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, welcome back. Another week has transpired, and we're back again doing a little bit of self-coaching together. And today I'm going to be talking about something that I think we all can relate to. Those are those times we wake up in the middle of the night and we're just trying to get back to sleep, and we're counting those darn sheep, you know, 4,321, 4,322. Uh, we just can't fall asleep. It's torture. It's torture. Or, or not being able to fall asleep, and you lay there with your head on the pillow, and you're just sitting there, and you're saying, I've got to get to sleep. I've got to get to sleep. I've got to get up in the morning. So we all know about sleep difficulties. And it is very important that we realize, first of all, that sleep is definitely an essential part of our well-being, our mental health, our psychological health. And, you know, just every bodily function is, is really dependent on adequate sleep. And there is within us a sleep drive. There's a, a hormone in the brain called adenosine. And adenosine is is something that builds up in the morning and starts to build up through the day. And as it builds up, adenosine is making us more tired, more fatigued. And it's it's that hormone that says, it's so tired, I want to go to bed. And towards the end of the day, you are becoming geared to want to fall asleep. I mean, if we didn't fall asleep, we would become, I dare say, quite dysfunctional. So we need sleep. Our bodies have been equipped with homeostatic mechanisms that want us to sleep. So we want to set the stage if you really want to be able to just fall asleep. And you know about caffeine and stimulants. So we want to stay away from that. We want to start preparing ourselves for the nighttime. And it's, it's really a good idea to have a bedtime ritual. Watch what you do as you lead up to bedtime. Let's establish those rituals, that bedtime ritual. And the more you stick with your ritual, the more you're signaling to your body that you are winding down. You're preparing yourself for the night. These things do matter. Now, let, let me get into my self-coaching technique. And I know there are many techniques out there, and, and I've used them in the past, you know, uh, progressive relaxation and you know, people will often try to think of positive things that have happened in their past, especially if there's disturbing thoughts like, you know, what's going to happen at work tomorrow when the, the boss calls me in for my review and you're and you're, and you're churning out those worry thoughts. And you try to distract yourself by thinking of that time on the beach or thinking about some other pleasant experiences. And eventually, if you're lucky, you do fall asleep, but it's it's usually a struggle. And sometimes it takes much more than five minutes. So you can battle your negativity and, uh, and your worrisome thoughts. And worry is a big component of sleeplessness and insomnia. 
Wary is, you know, an anticipation of things that are coming up in the future, and, and we're trying to prepare. So, so we're using our nighttime to solve problems. Big mistake. And why is that? Well, you, you see, we get hammered with these worry thoughts, these depressing thoughts, these anxious thoughts at night, sometimes even much more so than during the day. And the reason is that, you know, during the day, there are so many stimuli in our environment, people talking to us, uh, things we see, things we notice, sounds that we hear, senses, things that we smell. There's, there's so many distractions that our mind is jumping from one thing to another to another. So we don't have this calm, quiet kind of vacuum in our mind where our thoughts can just roil about. And, and when our thoughts get uh, into anything that is of insecurity, then, of course, the worrisome thoughts and stuff. And it has just all this room to pound you. No distractions, no distractibility, just you and those worrisome thoughts, those anxious thoughts, those depressing thoughts. So it's not a mystery, of course, that if you, if you bring with you to bed those thoughts, those, those trepidations, and those anticipations of what's to come. It's no mystery that you're going to be tossing and turning. And sometimes it feels like you're tossing and turning all night long, and you just go back and forth trying to find that comfortable position, and then you hit, get hit with another barrage of worrisome thoughts, and, and, and you're starting to get more agitated. So what's the self-coaching tip? on how to fall asleep in five minutes or less. First of all, recognize that thoughts, well, they're not just mental things. Thoughts are physiological events as well. And thoughts will fire neurons in our brain. Now this is, I mean, I don't have any brain imaging to support this. It's intuitive and it's anecdotal for me. What I feel is that when I think, I'm firing off different aspects in, our, in my brain. And when I think frustrating thoughts, anxiety-producing thoughts, insecurity-driven thoughts, I'm, I'm firing off maybe, you know, like instead of a little firecracker, I'm firing off cherry bombs in my brain. And I'm stimulating a whole bunch of neurons. Okay, so what does stimulating the brain vis-a-vis -vis thoughts what effect does that have on our falling asleep? Well, what do you think? If the brain is stimulated, if the brain is firing off all these neurons, then we are stimulating our mind. We are stimulating ourselves. We are not allowing ourselves the tranquility of falling asleep, which is why people have relied on counting sheep and other such things throughout the, the many, many years of uh, sleep deprivation talk and therapy and uh, tips and help and all of that. Because basically, we're at the mercy of just trying to combat these thoughts that plague us at night. So what does self-coaching say? Well, self-coaching says it's time to stop battling. You see, that's the whole key. The key is you're embroiled in trying to tame the thoughts that are keeping you awake. Sometimes you're trying to distract yourself, but even the distractions are pulling you into neuron-firing brain stimulation. So you're going north in order to go south. You're shooting yourself in the toe. So, so basically, 
we want to stop battling in our brain. We want to stop battling the worrisome thoughts in the future. So one of the things that you need to begin to do is just even as a as part of that bedtime ritual is kind of make it a point that any kind of thing that you have to figure out, uh, anything that you have to anticipate, that's for the morning. It's not for the nighttime. So going to sleep, you can't have the agenda. Well, let me think about this so I could just figure this out and then I'll fall asleep. No, no. Save it for the morning. If you are intimidated by that, jot it on a piece of paper, put it on a sticky next to your bed, but you are not allowed to solve problems at night. So let's let's just lay that as a ground rule. Going to sleep is not an opportunity to solve problems. You, you have to go there. And if you if you don't want to, that's fine. But in problem solving, you are firing these cherry bombs off in your brain and you're stimulating neural activity. So, okay, so you're going to find out that tossing and turning is not going to be rare in your life. It's not a time for problem solving, okay? It's a time for sleep, and that's what it should be. So your whole ritual and your whole mental attitude in terms of going to sleep is for one thing, to use sleep to restore your mind and your body, not to use sleep as a vehicle to solve worldly worldly problems. Okay, so we don't want to battle thoughts. We don't want thoughts that are going to stimulate us. So what do we do? I mean, counting sheep was one way to try to get away from those stimulating thoughts and getting into a boring routine. And ostensibly, it sounds like a good idea. And it can have some beneficial effect. And after maybe the 50,321st sheep that gets over that fence, you might doze off and and okay. But I have a quicker way, and that's the self-coaching way. What you want to realize is that we have to not think. Mm, Sounds crazy, right? How do I stop thinking? I can't stop thinking. My thoughts are always going zoom, zoom, zoom. Well, okay, bear with me on this. We really do indulge our thoughts. Okay, so when you are thinking, uh, I have to fall asleep. Okay, so we are thinking thoughts of falling asleep. And in this case, I have to fall asleep is generating tension, anxiety, stress, because you have to fall asleep and you're not sleeping. So therefore, you are you are in a bad way. So how do we stop thinking? Well, one of the ways that I have devised is that you first deal with that concept that you're not going to embrace thoughts. So what do you embrace? Well, you embrace feelings. So there you are lying in the bed. What do you feel? Now, don't don't think about what you feel. This is an experiential kind of activity. And you want to get away from judging, interpreting, thinking. You want to get away from firing those neurons. You want to lie there in bed and you want to feel your body. You want to feel your head pressing into the pillow. You want to feel the temperature on your body, your skin, and you want to feel your breathing. Now, that sounds very awkward at first, but but when you consider it, and we were only considering it now because we are awake and conscious and contemplating this, I don't want you to consider this at night because we don't want you thinking about these things. But you're not to think you're to just start to feel your body. 
to feel the pressure on the pillow, to actually feel it, to feel your breathing, to just be in touch with the process of breathing. So what you're doing is you're minimizing the thinking and you are maximizing the feeling component. So we're getting, we're tying more into what we call the parasympathetic part of the nervous system. We are not generating the stress that would put us into the sympathetic, which is the fight flight part. That's the part that I got to get to sleep and I've got to figure this out before morning. You know, that's the, the sympathetic nervous system that is the, you know, fight flight. We want to get into the rest digest part of our system, the parasympathetic. And we're going to do that by just getting in touch, by feeling our bodies. And if you practice this, the thing is that you're going to struggle a little bit, of course, but let go of those thoughts. Come back to what you're feeling. Just once you get the concept of not thinking about what you're feeling, but to truly be in, I guess, pun intended, to be in bed with your feelings and to feel what you are going through physiologically. When you practice feeling and not thinking, the more you get into the feelings, the more you give your subconscious a chance to take over. You know, that's that uh, post-nagogic state between sleep and wakefulness. We want to slip into that sleep state. And the best way that I have found to do that is to reduce, minimize, and neutralize all thinking, get in touch with the feelings, and also the fatigue in your body. Remember the hormone adenosine, that's working to physiologically make you tired. It's all there. You have to yield to it, not fight it with your thoughts and an active mind. What you need to do is realize you need to slip into that unconscious by just being into your feelings letting your body's wisdom, the homeostatic mechanism in your body to take over and bring you into your lullaby. So that's essentially it. And I know that, you know, you, you probably have to experiment a little bit with this, but remember it's, it's really about not trying to sleep. It's a kiss of death to try to fall asleep when you wake up. And, you know, and especially if you've had bouts of insomnia and you're so used to, oh, no, here I go again. I, I have to get to sleep. And every night I have this problem. You know, when you try to fall asleep, I have to get to sleep. That's the worst thing you can tell yourself. No, you don't have to get to sleep. What you have to do is stop thinking, get into your feelings and stop interpreting your lack of sleep or inability to sleep. The more you do that, the more you're quieting down. Now, the brain has its own nocturnal activity. So it's not like your brain shuts down. Uh, your brain is processing all the thoughts and memories of the day. It's, it's cataloging them. And it's, it's, it's actually holding on to those things that are pertinent and extinguishing those things that aren't. It's, it's delegating what goes into long-term memory. So your brain is active. But the conscious part of your brain is where you're going to have the impact in getting yourself to really slip off into that unconsciousness. And, and that's uh, the pre and post-nagogic state. That's always fascinated me. That's that slipping from consciousness to unconscious. 
you know, it's it's really it's really quite amazing because all of a sudden something takes over our thinking process. And especially if you're lying there and you're just trying to float with your feelings, at some point the unconscious will start to deal with that dreamlike world and you will have transitioned from consciousness to unconsciousness. And it's it's a fascinating process. I'm very interested in it. And and I think it's it's really what we want to facilitate. We want to be able to slip away from consciousness because it is the consciousness that's firing the neurons that's keeping us awake. So the more you let go and get into your feeling tone, the more you are allowing yourself to slip into that unconscious state that's that's allowing you to restore. So when you head for the sack tonight, I want you to go with the right attitude that you don't have to make yourself fall asleep because that in and of itself is a demand it's a pressure you see and all of these are related to again the thinking process which we want to step away from as we approach going to sleep the thinking process is you know really connected to staying awake and the falling asleep is more of a yielding a letting go of our thoughts. So the concept of letting go is so important. I mean, you just, if you could just let go of thinking, you'd be amazed how quickly you can fall asleep. And I say five minutes or less, and I, I truly mean less, because I know sometimes when, when I am tempted to use my sleepless state to solve a problem, you know, I quickly I quickly make a decision that, no, I think I'd rather fall asleep. And at which point I abandon my pursuit of those thoughts. Because let's face it, you start with an A thought and that proceeds to a B thought and a C thought and a D thought. And before you know it, you know, you're firing all these neurons and you're tossing and turning. So I, I usually make a decision that it's time to turn off the, the volume. And as soon as I do that, I let go. I, I get into that concept. I just let go of my thoughts. And now I get into what I'm feeling. That has to do with the, the physiological feelings of my body. And sometimes it's just floating with that, kind of feeling your, breath, your breathing, kind of feeling the pressure points as your body presses down into the bed, and, and just being with that. And it does take some practice. It's, it's almost like a nocturnal meditation, if you will. But in this case, we're not trying. We're just being with the feeling tone of our body. There's only one question you could never answer yes to. You know what that is? And that's the question, are you asleep? So when you fall asleep, you don't know the point that you fall asleep because now you have slipped away from the awake conscious mind to the unconscious mind. So, so it's not a matter of knowing that this works. And, and maybe in retrospect, the next morning, you'll realize what a profound difference it makes not to, to be wrestling to fall asleep, to force yourself to fall asleep, to bully yourself into sleep. So you see where all of this struggle just promotes sleeplessness. All of the tension that comes with, I have to fall asleep, all of this fades away. Sometimes it just helps 
you know, if you're really caught up with some circumstantial stressors and you're really revved up and, and, and you're having a problem, even with, with just getting into your feelings, recognize that you're not wasting time if you're not trying too hard to fall asleep. You're not wasting time. Just relax. Let your body get some restoration from just not fighting. And realize that just lying there, just relaxing, has a restorative effect. So, okay, if you're not falling asleep, but stop interpreting, stop judging, stop criticizing yourself. You've got to get to the feeling tone, but sometimes it's hard to do that. And the reason it's hard is because sometimes you're demanding that you've got to get to sleep. But just just lying there in a relaxed state, not trying to fall asleep, is, is somewhat restorative. And it's preparing you to slip into sleep. So don't, don't feel you have to be sleeping in order to, to glean some benefit. And if you're just trying to relax, you know, the, the buildup of adenosine is, is going to do its thing. Uh, and by the way, when you sleep, the adenosine is broken down. So the next morning, you start all over again with this cycle of building up adenosine and getting tired and tired and tired during the day. But nighttime is also a time where adenosine is broken down and it all begins again because we are made to sleep. It is our consciousness in so many ways that works against us. And we know that from anxiety and from depression. You know, there is this cyclic thing. If, if you are anxious and depressed, you're more likely to have these struggles at night. And the more you struggle with sleeplessness and insomnia, the more it exacerbates anxiety and depression. So there is this kind of cyclic problem that occurs when you do have a, a, a kind of depression or anxiety. So all the more reason why you need to shut down the thinking, turn down the volume, Give yourself the relaxation you deserve and stop fighting. You, you can't fight your way into going to sleep, nor should you. And I have nothing against counting sheep. I like sheep. But I do think that every sheep that you count is one more sheep that's telling you, I'm not asleep yet. I'm not asleep yet. <laughs> so, uh, so and, and they go over this fence, though. That's pretty cool. But stop counting sheep and, and just abandon all the techniques, try it for a night or two. Works for me. It works very well for my patients that I've recommended it to. And, uh, and I, think, I think it's just a matter of a little bit of practice. You'd be surprised how quickly you can pick this up. If you really have the concept down in your mind and you realize you're not going to be judging and talking to yourself about this, you're just going to feel, not think, feel. So that's my technique. And I'd love to hear how you make out with it. So you can reach me at selfcoachinghelp at AOL.com. As I still await the distribution of my book on learning anxiety and depression, it's supposed to be this month. So I'm waiting for that to happen. And I'd love to hear from you. So if you feel like uh, sending me an email on any topic you'd like to hear me talk about, considering I have the the ability to, to answer all questions, which I don't, but I'll give it a shot anyhow. So that's it for tonight, today. And uh, I hope we get out of this heat wave soon because I don't particularly like humidity. So that's all I have on sleep and falling asleep. And I hope that 
Tonight, starting tonight, you try to implement this little self-coaching technique because you deserve the rest and restoration that your body's capable of. It will serve you in everything you do. Sounds simple, right? It's not that hard, but it's it's contrary to most of what we do with our thinking brains. So it, it's going to feel a little awkward at first. That's okay. You can do this. So I encourage you to coach yourself toward a healthier nocturnal experience. And why don't you visit my website, selfcoaching.net, where you could learn more about my self-coaching philosophy and other things that are at the website you might be interested in. I, I, I have been a bit remiss, and there are many reasons, and I guess I could get into it at some point, but I've been very busy uh, and I've been a little bit uh, remiss on, on blogging. And I usually would like to be blogging every day, but I've been rather busy. And if, if, if you really want to hear about it, let me know. And I'll tell you what's been going on in my circumstantial external life. But I will get back to uh, my daily attending to my website. Check it out, though. There's a lot of old, useful uh, kind of tidbits there that you might find interesting, as well as videos and commentaries. And, blah, blah, blah. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, it's not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless and you're not powerless. Remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So join me every week. And how about we make it simple together? Believe in yourself. Nighty night. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart